morning, good afternoon, and good evening, rugby fans, and welcome to episode 58 of the DNVR Rugby Podcast. My name is Colton Strickler. As always, I'm your host. Start the show we, the same way we do every week. That's by jumping into the breakdown. Breakdown's a weekly roundup of news all over the world, uh, primarily focused on American rugby, North American rugby. But there's not a whole lot of MLR news this week, so we're just going to go ahead and skip that part. So we're just going to jump straight into the fixtures. So New Zealand rugby fixtures this weekend. Uh, they close out their four-match series with Australia at 2.40 a.m. on Saturday. Uh, if you've been paying attention, New Zealand hasn't had much of a problem with Australia. After the first match they played in the Bledisloe Cup ended in a draw, uh, the other two have been pretty easy to take care of business for them. Um, so, yeah, they'll, they'll take on uh, Australia for the fourth and final time for the year, I believe. Uh, as always, you can watch that match on ESPN Plus uh, yesterday on Wednesday that it was already loaded in there in the schedule, so you can go ahead and check that out. So uh, with that, we'll go ahead and jump into the next part of the breakdowns. Again, it's Pro 14. So this week, it looks like we've got Dragons versus Connacht on Saturday at 10.15 a.m., and then on Sunday, we've got Ospreys versus Leinster uh, at 8 a.m., and then at 10.15 a.m. on Sunday, we've got Scarlets versus Zebra. Uh, and then on Monday, we've got Ulster versus Glasgow Warriors, at 2.15 p.m., and then Edinburgh versus Cardiff Blues at 2.15 as well on Monday. So you can watch all those matches on ESPN+. Plus. Uh, it's like I kind of say every week, if you want to get your football Sunday started with a little rugby, that'll be what you're watching, uh, how to do it. So um, that's what's going on, Guinness Pro 14. So now we'll jump into the World 10 Series. So World 10 Series has been pretty fun to watch these last two weeks. Um, looks like they're going moving into playoffs now. So we've got Ohio Aviators versus Miami Sun, and then Rhinos versus Phoenix, and then Asia Pacific Dragons versus SX10. So that's like the the playoffs to go into, um, the I guess the further into the playoffs where uh, the winner of the playoff series one will play the London Royals, who won the whole competition, the two week competition. So they get a bye. Uh, and then the winner of playoff series two will play the one-off winner of playoff series three, and then of course semifinal between the winner of those series. So I'm not sure what time those are on. Uh, they've been playing early in the morning these last two weekends, so I think they've been starting at six or seven a.m. Mountain time. I didn't see it on ESPN Plus, so I'm not sure if the playoffs just aren't on ESPN Plus or we. I mean by by now we're all very well aware of, of how late ESPN Plus loads stuff into. Um, you know, their platform. So very well could be on ESPN+, Plus, but I do know that they have been posting their matches to their YouTube channel as well. Um, it's the World 10 Series on YouTube. So, uh, of course, I'll, I'll tweet anything I see regarding scheduling or broadcasting, but um, that's all, all I really know right now. Uh, so with that, we'll go ahead and wrap up the breakdown, short breakdown this week uh, with the Lions Premier 15. So uh, round four, we've got Lawboro Lightning versus Harlequin Women. Uh, that match will be streamed on Premier15s.com, uh, Premier15s Twitter, as well as England Rugby's YouTube page and Facebook page. That match kicks off at 10 a.m. Mountain Time on Saturday. So if you're looking for some women's rugby to watch, go ahead and make sure you check that out. Uh, and that kind of does it for the breakdown. Like I said, short breakdown this week, not a whole lot of news. So I'll fill you in on the rugby you can watch this week. And with that, we'll go ahead and jump into the interview portion of the show. So very excited for this week's interview portion. Uh, we have Jalen Robinson and Mandel Dixon. So these are two guys that will be attending the first Rugby Town Crossover Academy camp here next Monday. 
So both these guys were monster football players that are, you know, exploring the possibility of playing rugby as a career. So kind of go ahead and tell you about each one of these guys, and we'll go ahead and kick to the interview. So Mandel, uh, Mandel Dixon played football at Pittsburgh State in Kansas for two years, uh, where he scored seven touchdowns before transferring to Tulsa to finish out his last two years of eligibility, playing like the fullback tight end hybrid position. Uh, he then went on to have stints with the Dallas Cowboys, the Pittsburgh Steelers, and the Carolina Panthers before most recently playing in the Spring League. Oh, no, I saw him live and in the flesh here at Infinity Park back in July. Um, but he's played in the Spring League. Big guy, really big, strong guy. He's going to be, I think, he's got him working at Hooker, kind of coming into this camp is what he's been practicing, uh, his throw-ins and all that. And I think that's probably the, the perfect position for him. And then... Uh, Jalen Robinson comes from the universe or Purdue University, uh, where he played defensive end. He finished with 164 tackles, three, uh, 33 and a half tackles for loss, and 12 and a half sacks, along with a pick six, three batted balls, three forced fumbles, and a fumble recovery in 46 career games at Purdue. Uh, he was a really good wrestler in high school. I think he wrestled at Purdue as well. I think he won two state championships in high school. Also won. I think he won state. Uh, throwing shot put and discus in high school as well. He talks a little bit about it in the interview. Um, but his father is Glenn Robinson, played 11 years in the NBA for the Bucks, Hawks, 76ers, and Spurs. And then his brother, Glenn Robinson III, currently plays for the 76ers, so a very athletic family. Uh, both good guys I really enjoy talking to, good guys. Looking forward to meeting them when they come out here, and I'm looking forward to see how they pick up rugby and, and how they like it. So we'll be sure to follow up with them. Um, before they get out of town after the camp. So uh, with that, we'll go ahead and kick it to my conversation with the two newest members of the Rugby Town Crossover Academy, Jalen Robinson and Mandel Dixon. All right, now I welcome on the first addition to the Rugby Town Crossover Academy, Mandel Dixon. Mandel, how are you doing? I'm doing well. How about you? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me. I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, so the first question, Mandel, is the question we ask everybody that comes on the show is just can you tell us a little bit about where you're from? I am from uh, Oakland, California. I was uh, living out there for a while, born out there. Then I spent half of my time out here in Dallas, Texas, is where I reside right now. Very nice. Uh, what kind of sports did you play when you were growing up? Uh, I played football and basketball with only two sports I ever played. I uh, started both around the age of six or seven. So, yeah, I've been playing those pretty much my whole life. Nice. What position did you play in basketball? Basketball, I always played power forward or shooting guard. Uh, I always been in a bigger position, you know, the bigger guy. So, yeah. Right. Yeah, no, I've read that you were a pretty good basketball player, but I wanted to ask when you decided that football was kind of what you wanted to pursue. Uh, honestly, being realistically, I – Knew I wanted to play football since I was seven years old. Yeah, basketball was just something extracurricular my friends did, and I just joined it, and I happened to be decent at it. Yeah, uh, I had a couple offers for some small schools for basketball, but my heart just didn't, you know, wasn't in basketball or football. Right, I hear you. Yeah, and it sounds like you had a pretty successful football career up until this point. So I was just wondering if you could take us through your football career a little bit, like uh, from high school. What was that recruiting like? I know you, you went to Pittsburgh State University in Kansas first, which uh, I was doing some research on your school. I love that nickname. I think the Pittsburgh State yeah. Gorillas, that's that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty different. When I uh, got recruited by them, I want to say it was kind of – my recruitment process was a little shaky. 
Uh-huh. Uh, thought I was going to go to Texas A&M, but yep. they wanted me to be like a preferred walker. Right. You know, at that time, you're looking for a scholarship. And uh, Pitt State came knocking. It was a blessing. I really enjoyed my time there. Uh, I had a wonderful time there. First year, we won national championships of the whole uh, league. And then I was the most freshman All-American. Nice. Over that. And uh, I did good. I mean, the true freshman coming in playing at 18 years old. I think I scored maybe like five touchdowns in the playoffs. So I did pretty good at this day. Right. Very nice. And that you were you were recruited to play fullback, tight end, is that right? A little bit of both? Yes. Yes. Perfect. The so, hybrid position. Yeah. So then you were at you stayed at Pitt uh State for two years, is that correct? And then transferred to Tulsa? Yeah, that's correct. I stayed at Pitt State up to my sophomore year and then decided to transfer because Pitt State was a D2 school, you know. I wanted right. to get on a bigger platform because my end goal was getting to the NFL, so I wanted to get to a D1. Very nice. Yeah, and then what was your time at Tulsa like? Wonderful. I appreciate it. I was uh, from the classroom to on the football field. It was a wonderful experience. I met some real good people, some real good coaches. I had a lot of good experiences, and uh, some guys had some league experiences. So it was good to be in that environment. Right. And then uh, where did your kind of career take you after Tulsa? After Tulsa, I went to the Steelers. Before mm-hmm. I went to the Steelers, I went to the Dallas Cowboys uh, okay. mini camp and uh, did well there. But uh, later on that summer, I ended up getting picked up, getting signed as an undrafted free agent to the Pittsburgh Steelers. Very nice. And played with, play with them throughout. And then uh, the next following year, obviously, I didn't stay on. Then the following year, I uh, went to the mini camp to the Carolina Panthers mm-hmm. and uh, didn't get picked up after that. Then fell through with the spring league. So that's kind of my, you know, my little trip down memory lane right there. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> I mean, you made it to the NFL, though. That's something that, you know, very, very few people can say. Uh, what was it? What was it like being in the NFL? I know we've had a couple former NFL players on the show, and I wonder if this is your same experience. But some of the people I've talked to in the past is just that uh, when they got into that environment, they some of them were saying they weren't quite ready for football to be their job. So just kind of what was the the training environment like, and what was it like being around all those high caliber athletes all the time? Yeah, going in, I would say going in as a undrafted free agents, especially late before training camp, it was a grind. Right. You know, you have guys that have been, you're in, the, you're in the same classroom, guys that have been in OTAs, guys that have been with the team for years. Like at the time, Big Ben was the quarterback. Right. So he knew the offense like the back of his hand. So uh-huh. when you go in playing, I basically played two positions. So you have to learn, you know, a whole playbook yeah. of two positions. Double the work. Back and tight end. <laughs> exactly. You know, I think a lot of people realize that. So it's like, man, I'm already kind of behind everybody else so i gotta try to my best i have to make up with it by being physical by winning every block catching every ball when i do get that opportunity because mentally i still have to catch up so it is a job i mean you do put in a lot of late nights you uh it's a lot of studying it's a lot of mental work a lot of people may not realize that you have to be very smart to play football yeah uh, so I guess the other thing I want to ask you is, did you have any like uh, starstruck moments? Was there anybody that you kind of came across that you had to pinch yourself and be like, wow, I'm in the same room or I'm on the same field as this guy? Yeah, yeah. I would say uh, at the time I was there in the same locker room as Antonio Brown. And I would say right. it was like, you know, you look up to playing with these guys or you play with them on Madden and stuff like that. It's just crazy that you're actually 
during that environment. It's, it's a blessing. Everything that you work for finally pays off, and it's kind of a surreal moment that you're finally there. Right. Yeah, that's awesome stuff to hear. So I know you mentioned you you uh, most recently had a workouts with the Spring League, playing in the Spring League. I know we had the chance to check you out here at the Spring League at Infinity Park this last summer, um, and I would assume that's kind of how you, you got recruited into the Rugby Town Crossover Academy. Is that correct, or what was that recruiting process like? Yeah, that's correct. That's correct. Uh, being out there on the field during the workouts, I believe coach, uh, one of the rugby coaches pulled me to the side and told me they were interested, asked me a couple of questions, trying to get to know me and my rugby background, mm-hmm. if I knew anything and, you know, so on. So it was an honor to feel, you know, that they were interested in me because I always had some type of interest in rugby yeah. in my past. So, yeah. Yeah, that's that's funny that you say that. So then that kind of lead into the next question I wanted to ask you is just how much did you know about rugby before you presented with this opportunity? Have you watched it before? Just kind of what was uh, your your knowledge level with the sport? My knowledge level was pretty amateur, but I could say I was a fan. Yeah. I, uh, around the age of eighteen, nineteen is when I really started getting into rugby. One of my friends was watching on TV one day. And that's when I fell in love with the sport. You know, I did my research. Yeah. Um, my favorite player still is Sonny Bill. Sonny Bill Williams for all black. That's uh, a good one. You know, undeniable. Yeah, undeniable. So um, I've been a fan for a while. I watched it. I always wanted to play it. When I was at Pitt State, I tried to. They went up. Of course, you playing football. And stuff, yeah, they they're, they're, I'm sure they're pretty protective of you. Make sure you're not getting hurt doing other stuff. <laughs> yeah, most definitely. Most definitely. So. It's always been a part of me, and I'm happy that I get the opportunity to kind of venture off into that sport now. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I mean, what about rugby is appealing to you? The whole aspect of it, I think the culture is just totally different. I believe that uh, I love the brotherhood of it all Mm -hmm. and how the game is so rough, but it's played with so much class at the same time. Mm -hmm. Uh, Even just the outlook of it, it's like a mixture of, football, soccer, you're throwing it in like basketball. It's just, it's like the mixture of some of the best sports all in one. Right. So it was very attractive to me when I first became a fan of it. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, what are some of the things that, I mean, you already talked about yourself as a very physical player, and that's like how you tried to uh, make your way in the NFL. So what do you think some of the things about your game of football uh, will help transfer over to rugby? Uh, like you said, physicality, mm-hmm. speed, uh on the field, agility, just having that that mental to make a split decision. And I see in rugby, if you, you know, you have the ball, you have to make a pitch, a pass or anything, mm-hmm. it's a split decision. You got to go left or right. You got to know who's in front of you, who's behind you. It's a lot of split decisions to be made right. in that game. And uh, I think I'm very good. My uh, on the field IQ is high. And uh, I think I'll be very successful when yeah. it comes to that. Do, do you think, uh, Mandel, just from some of the stuff that you've watched, do you think that there's going to be aspects of the game that are going to take more time and effort to learn? Like, it, is there anything that you, while you've been watching rugby, that um, you know might be a little tricky once once it comes time to play? Just watching some parts of the game, and you see how some of the guys are all on the same page. Like I said, the ball is dropped. They know the completely style. They know how to line up when the pitch is in. It's just stuff that you kind of see that, it's a known thing and it's not really right. said on TV and you're just kind of watching and transition. You yeah. know what I mean? So right. it's like, okay, what is this? So I have to take a note, maybe YouTube it, Google it, you know, rugby for dummies, you know? Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's just certain different things like the transitions where, okay, I didn't understand 
is this a try? What is this? How much is that? You know what I mean? But yeah. I can sit back and say, you know what? I can mimic exactly what they're doing though right. physically. It's just the mental aspect of just knowing what part of the field you want, what movements, what's allowed, what's not, you know, the yeah. little rules of the game. Yeah, and I think that's completely fair and nothing to be ashamed of, certainly, and something that, the you know, baptism by fire, the best way to learn is to jump in and do it. So uh, I think exactly. you're going to be fine, I know. Uh, so last question I have for you, Mandel, is just have you mixed up your training at all as you get ready for this first camp here in a few weeks? Yes, I have. I have uh, really been making my training very rugby-based, if you would say so. Uh, a lot of conditioning, a lot of speed work a lot of uh, ball handling, and uh, yeah, I really adapted my training, and even during the training, I'm just enjoying the whole process, it's like a, it's something new, yeah. you know, and when you've been doing something since you were seven years old, you know what I mean, it's kind of, right. it feels good to do something new. Yeah, that was going to be so, one of the other questions I asked you, just, you know, there's not a lot of opportunities in your life, I feel like, to try something new, and just how excited you are to, to try something else out. Yeah, and it's really an honor, it really is an honor to be chosen to do this. Sometimes I look back like, man, I wish I could have did this earlier. But you know yeah. how things work out. Yeah, never but, too uh, late. Though, it's, <laughs> it should be fun. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I know. I'm, I'm excited to see you out here in a few weeks, Mandel. Uh, I know the rest of Glendale's rugby department certainly is as well. So uh, thank you so much for your time, man. And if you have anything to include here at the end, you want to promo anything, how people can get in touch with you, uh, feel free to shout it out. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, you want to follow me on my Instagram is mdxc. I, 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 uh, the XCII is just 93 years I was born. Yep. But, uh, yeah, you want to get in touch, Instagram is probably the best way. And I just want to say, man, thank you for having me. Yeah, perfect. Thank you so much for your time, Mando. I really appreciate it. All right, now welcome on to the show, the newest member of the Rugby Town Crossover Academy, Jalen Robinson. Jalen, how are you doing? I'm doing great, man. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks for asking. Thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to come chat with me real quick. Uh, so, Gio, the first question we ask everybody is this. Could you tell us a little bit about where you're from? Yeah, yeah, of course. Uh, I'm from northwest Indiana. Um, my my parents were born and raised in Gary, Indiana. I went to Lake Central High School. Um, I reside now in Indianapolis, which is only a couple now hours away. So right down the street here in, here in Indiana. Very nice. I've never been to Indiana. I've heard good things, though. Yeah, yeah, it's nice. It gets cold here in the winter, but I'm yeah. sure you're used to that as well. Yeah, I'm well aware of that. Different type of cold, but but that's all right. So, uh, Jalen, I've read that you you were kind of a jack of all trades growing up. You played a lot of different sports. Uh, Two time state champion wrestler. Uh, you know, throw the discus, shot put, played football. So, uh, could you just kind of tell us about all the sports that you played throughout your life and when you started playing sports? Yeah, yeah, uh, man, I, I've been been playing sports since I've you know been alive really mm-hmm. i think i remember playing football at you know five or six and my mom had to actually get me <laughs> get me out of the the flag football leagues because yeah. i was tackling kids to the ground yeah um so i've always been a been a ball player and you know i, I started wrestling in seventh grade um playing football throughout my whole life i started wrestling and track actually in seventh grade and yeah. that grew into two sports that i, I love and and, um, you know, will always be a part of me. Um, and like you mentioned, I had two state titles in wrestling. And I had one in um, discus my senior year um, for track and field and play second in shot. So I, I've been, you know, uh, all around the, the board when it comes to being a, a multi-sport athlete. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's served me very well up until this point. Yeah, well, It's still serving me well and it, it forever will. Yeah, for sure. 
Uh, when did you start or when did you decide that football was something that you wanted to pursue? I think it, it got more serious going into high school. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it really became something that I, I saw myself doing for as long as possible. And, and every football player, especially D lineman knows that there's a short opportunity, a short one, that, you know, my give that my all um, while I could. So I, I decided while I was in high school that I was going to go play, play ball and ended up at Purdue, loved mm-hmm. it. And um, you know, it, it's, it's been a, a great ride for me ever since. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, you played professional football, which is something that a, a large majority of the population can't say that they've done. So I was wondering if you could take us through your, your football career a little bit. I know you just mentioned playing at Purdue. Um, then what came after Purdue? Yeah. Yeah. So after Purdue, um, after my senior year, I got briefly picked up by the Chicago Bears, mm-hmm. um, just to, just brought into camp. Um, nothing came out of it, which was you know completely fine. It's, it's, a, it's a business. Mm-hmm. But after that, I went up and played in the CFL for a few weeks for the BC Lions. Um, and, you know, I loved, loved Canada and I actually was planning on um, going to play again this year in Montreal before yeah. they canceled the season. So they, uh, they canceled the, you know, this, this year's season. So that, you know, put up, put an end to that. But I actually, so after I came out of college and went through the bears and went through, um, you know, BC Lions in Vancouver, the Alliance of American football league, um, everybody knows it as the AAF league. Mm-hmm. I think Bill Polian and all those guys, you know, owned it. I got an opportunity, a, a great shot to go down and, and play in San Diego, a place I'd never been before, mm-hmm. um, in a league that had never been heard of before. And, and I made the best out of that opportunity. I absolutely loved it. Great yeah. league. Um, you know, obviously it ended, um, kind of abruptly and nobody expected it, but it did, um, it, you know, it, it was a great experience for me. It got me to, um, got me out there to the West coast. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I loved San Diego. And after that, I, I got a chance, um, to, uh, work out for a couple, a couple more NFL teams in there. Nothing came out of it. So I went right to the XFL league. Um, and that as most people know, was owned by Vince McMahon. And unfortunately, was um you know shut down due to coronavirus yeah but you know that that was another another amazing amazing opportunity and i'm excited to you know see where that goes in the future i'm yeah. not sure right now about anything because of coronavirus with that that uh that side of football but um after that after those five five weeks which the season was only five weeks because of <laughs> coronavirus i started yeah. looking for new opportunities and that's when i stumbled upon um you know, rugby. Yeah. Yeah. That's perfect. That leads right into the next question. I was just wondering if you could tell us how you, how you were presented with this opportunity. How did you get in contact with, with Peter and, and some of these other guys, how you got recruited to the rugby town crossover Academy? Yeah. Yeah. So actually interestingly, interestingly enough, one of my offensive coordinators in college, um, mm-hmm. coach Shu, amazing guy has, has always been a, um, a high energy guy that I've, I've looked up to. Um, he he was he he actually gave a speech and I remember it like it was yesterday. He yeah. was talking about the New Zealand All Blacks and it was my junior year. Yeah, it was my junior year of college, uh, sophomore junior, one of those years. So um, he was telling me about the most winningest team in basically sports history in the in the world, and I'm like, "What are you talking about, Coach? You're a football guy. Yeah, everybody knows the Patriots." <laughs> 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 the most you know recently have had they had a bunch of Super Bowls yeah. and no and nobody knew the answer to the question of course in the entire football room and he started to explain to us 
about the New Zealand All Blacks and, you know, their dedication to, you know, becoming an an amazingly well-rounded team, very disciplined, um, beyond discipline, beyond the the, the point of, um, you know, one individual, but as a team, they were an amazingly disciplined team. And and that's what he was trying to instill in us in that meeting. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, years go by and coach Shoup actually contacted me and asked me if I was interested in playing rugby. And at first I was still playing football. So I, I I really didn't have much interest in rugby yet because I was bouncing from the Alliance of American football league and XFL. So I told him, it's definitely, you know, after, you know, looking up years and years of watching the all blacks do the Haka and and a bunch of (laughs) amazing highlights of, of seeing these amazing athletes just um, play a sport that they love. That's completely different from mine. Yeah. I just gave it a, um, you know, I, I, I put it to, to, to the side for during my football career. But after football was, was, you know, finished for me, I told myself that I'm going to give it a shot. Yeah. Um, if there was still that opportunity, which, you know, fortunately there is because of this crossover Academy. So that, that was how I got introduced to the sport. And it was, you know, years and years ago, I, I still, I'll never to this day, you know, I won't say that I have any rugby experience, which I yeah. don't. Yeah. Um, everyone knows that, but, it has been something that I've tried to to study and, and, and bring into my um, my my football career throughout the years. That's a very interesting story. That's kind of funny that the it's uh, most of the guys I talked to have, have said that you know their football coaches aren't aren't really like open to the idea of rugby at all. For so for this guy to to give this speech is an interesting uh, tidbit to me. I like that. Um, yeah. <laughs> so. Julian, does this uh, does this idea of trying something new at, at this stage in your life excite you at all? I feel like as you get older, you you have less and less opportunity to to try things for the first time. I'm learning, um, so I just yeah. kind of want to get your perspective on that. Man, it is an amazing opportunity for me to even even have this chance to play, and it excites me more than anything to be able to learn and play a new sport that I have have honestly never played before i i know it takes skill years and years and years to develop the the skills of, of some of these guys that i'm gonna be you know a, attempting to do but man I, it excites me more than more than anything to be able to go out and play another game and, and develop skills that i never um never never could have imagined and actually i, I don't think you know I, I everyone says age is but a number but in my eyes it truly truly just is a number. Yeah. I don't see myself as I'm 25 <laughs> right now, but I, I can see myself as that high school kid again, you know, ready to, to devote himself to football and try to make it to the highest level and yeah, try to go play in the NFL. And, and obviously completely different situation with me being 25 and, you know, I have my, my, my beautiful two-year-old daughter um, here yeah, and um, it's completely different situation for me, but it excites me more than anything to give a, a, a sport give give something of my all from the very beginning yeah that's awesome to hear uh so Jalen, since you've been watching some you know you mentioned you watching these all blacks highlights you're watching these games now um what about rugby is appealing to you now that you're getting more familiar with the game yeah i would say well the, the easy answer for me would be to say everything about it is appealing because <laughs> it's so new and so exciting and so you know everything to me but really just from the past, even, even in these past couple of weeks of me trying to watch film and develop these subtle skills, I have, I've appreciated, um, the technical skills, even 
even when it comes to ta- how different it is from football, not mm-hmm. leading with your head and, and, yeah. and the skills that it takes to, you know, tackle and the physicality of it, just, it excites me. Being a D lineman, that's, that should be a, a given that I'm, I'm ready to hit somebody, but right. seeing some of these guys go out there and the bigger guys and the props um, be as fast and as, as athletic as they are, and also being able to keep up with conditioning and, and hit guys just like it, they're, you know, <laughs> just just like they've been taught to their whole lives. It just it excites me to, to be able to go out there and, and, you know, hit with these these, you know, athletes, these amazing athletes. Yeah. I know, Julian, being a defensive guy yourself, you got to be excited about the possibility to start scoring some more. Right, too. I know oh, yeah. I've watched some of your highlights as well. So I've seen your pick six at Purdue. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. we I mean, that's got to be kind of exciting, too. Right. Yep. Yep. Of course. That's yeah. That's right up there on the list. You know, D line don't usually get the ball. So <laughs> yes. when I, when I do get a chance to, to get the ball, I'll make the most out of that opportunity. Cause you know, I gotta, I gotta show up for my, all my D linemen out there that need to get into rugby. Also, it's going <laughs> to, exactly, exactly. run the ball. Yeah. So, uh, Julian, what was your immediate reaction to kind of looking at professional rugby as a potential career? I know you, you've been so focused on football, but did you know that that was a possibility now in America? I actually did not. I didn't know it was a possibility. And the more that I look into the sport and the more I start to learn the sport, I have no idea why I had never taken more taken more of a, a serious approach to rugby because it, it seems to sit, suit me perfectly well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and a lot of other guys, a lot of American athletes that I, that I know, um, a lot of football players have, have never given it that opportunity. And I, that's, that's kind of what I want to bring to the table for, and I know there's a lot of rugby guys who have been playing rugby their whole lives. And, mm-hmm. and, you know, it's kind of a conflict, conflict there between crossing over football players and, you know, growing up and, and playing rugby your whole life, you want to, you know, see those guys that have been playing for the longest time, get those opportunities. But there are great opportunities out there for my for my football guys that were just like me, mm-hmm. that had no idea about rugby and have, you know, want to compete and want to stay competitive in, in, a, in a sport, but never, um, never know of other opportunities outside of football. Yeah. Um, wrestling and wrestling. So, yeah, I just I you know love it yeah um i mean i'm excited about i'm excited to see you come out and give this thing a shot i think you're gonna be great at it and uh, kind of leading into that i think the the next question i have for you is just what what things from football and especially you with a wrestling background as well uh do you think will help transfer quickly to rugby will help the transition become easier for you and and what are some of the things that you think will take a little bit more time to learn well, I would say on the football side, it would, it would definitely be the physicality tackling, although the, the technique of tackling is completely different. Um, it'll, it'll still be um, a, a very good base for me. Yeah, being yeah the basic framework, and, I think, be the yeah, same there yeah, to help that, you get, make this change. Yeah, the tackling and, and the um, conditioning aspect is a little different, but that's where my wrestling background comes in, as well as tackling. My wrestling background comes in there, too. But um, the footwork uh, from a from a D lineman standpoint is, is great from what I see from, you know, all the props out there. Mm-hmm. So uh, I, I think there's a lot that transfers over. And I've always been an advocate of playing multiple sports throughout every stage of life, um, you know, high school, college and you know, middle school. I, I think all of those skills transfer over in a way, um, mm-hmm. even if that way is not seen immediately, right. that it, it takes a, it takes effect just being able to, to, to move your body certain ways and, and get after it on the field. 
Yeah. Awesome. And then uh, one of the other questions I had for you. No, no worries. Uh, one of the other questions I had for you, June, was just how, how have you mixed up your training at all as you kind of get ready for this first camp period in these next few weeks? Yeah, yeah, I have. Um, um, yeah, so I, I mixed up my training. I, I, you know, it, it's it's different from being um, a football player, and I, I had been doing a lot of powerlifting, and mm-hmm. um, my numbers had been going, you know, going way up, and they still are in the weight room on deadlift, squats, bench, and um, – you know, fronts and, and everything and deadlifts, especially. But as I turn towards rugby, it becomes more of an endurance based training, especially um, getting out on the, on the field, getting ready for this camp. Yeah. Tell me straight out of football season. I know um, from firsthand experience, you're I, I probably and I'll never try to, to, to be a you know 180 pound guy running <laughs> 10 miles a day. Yeah, I'm a big guy. So that's uh, with big guys comes you know a little bit more conditioning aspect of that training so that's yeah. what i've been pushing towards rather than uh, me going out and continuing to deadlift 700 pounds however many times i i, I do it so right. um it has been a, a hard switch in my training but that is a part of the game and i, and I love it i love that part of it yeah i think julian just talking i think you have like the the perfect mindset for this you know you know what you're getting into. You know it's going to take some time, and you know what you, what you need to work on stuff. And I think it, I'm really excited to come see you try this out personally. And then the last question I have for you, Jim, before I'm going to let you go. Uh, your dad, nicknamed Glenn Robinson, played the NBA, was Big Dog. What nickname should should rugby fans get ready to call you? <laughs> oh, man, that's a tough one. Uh, my whole life I've tried to take on that, that, that Big Dog aspect um, yeah. in a sense of, you know, when you're on the field, you do want to be a dog. You want to you want to be the number one. You, I, when I go out on the field, my mentality is to outwork and outcompete everybody. Mm-hmm. So if there's a nickname, now I, I would say I, I would stick with the with the with the original, the the OG big dog. Big dog, I like it. You know, I'm coming to I'm coming to, to play as hard as I can and compete as hard as I can. So, you know, these coaches are gonna see they're gonna see me dog tired yeah. <laughs> when this thing comes, but they're also gonna see me on the field. You know busting everything i got to to compete and and, you know hopefully win games for whatever team organization that i play for yeah all right jill i love that love that answer i'm super excited to see you come try this out here in a couple weeks i'm looking forward to meeting you in person catching up with you when you get here so thanks so much for your time man really appreciate it no problem thank you so much for having me on here i I really appreciate it and I, i look forward to meeting you as well All right, I hope everyone enjoyed that conversation with the two newest members of the Rugby Town Crossover Academy, Angelin Robinson and Mandel Dixon. Uh, Thank you again to Angelin and Mandel for taking the time out of their day to come chat with me for a few minutes. I know I certainly enjoyed the conversation. I hope everyone did as well. Uh, Like I mentioned, two guys, really nice guys, good dudes that I'm looking forward to uh, seeing what they do on the rugby pitch. So um, with that, we'll go ahead and jump into the required reading portion of the show. Uh, so this required reading I saw came from our man Dallin Stanford, friend of the program, has been on a few times. So he shared this, and it comes from News 24 in South Africa, and it's entitled Former Bulls Hero Derek Haugard Sets Sights on the NFL at 37 Years Old. Uh, so former Bulls and Springboks fly half Derek Haugard is seeking a return to professional sport at 37 and wants to play in the NFL in a proactive move. He's hoping to catch the eyes of scouts at a camp organized by WWS Africa next month where observers, scouts, 
post uh, matrix rugby players suitability for the gridiron and Haggard says it's been a long field or long held dream of his to play the sport so uh, that's the the bullet points under the article but it's a very short read uh, but I thought it was very fitting since we had two crossover athletes on the show and Jalen and Mendel uh, but you know we we it's the other way around it's vice versa uh, so if we're talking about crossover athletes I thought you know might as well have that as a required reading this week uh, so make sure you check that out. Of course, I'll always link that article in the article that houses this podcast. Uh, and so with that, we'll go ahead and close the show the same way we do every week. That's with The Loop. It's where we talk about what's going on at the NVR Rugby. So be sure to stay tuned for some more Crossover Academy content here in the next few days. I know I've been talking about for like over a month, but I am working on a long-form piece just about the ins and outs of the Crossover Academy um, so make sure you stick around for that. Planning on putting out a lot of work when the camp's actually happening. So uh, prepare for for more frequent podcasts and uh, some good write ups and and whatever else we can we can get while they're here. Um, so I've got some more stuff with the women's national team coming out next week as they wrap up their two month residency residency program at Infinity Park that I'm looking forward to. Uh, so it's busy busy times here at the NVR Rugby, but busy is good. I'd rather be busy than bored, and it was a boring year so far. So. Uh, make sure you stick along. Make sure you stay tuned. Follow along on Twitter at dnvr underscore rugby. Uh, read all our stuff at the dnvr.com. Uh, follow along my, myself if you're interested at Colton Strickler. So stay tuned. we got some good stuff coming out. I know I'm looking forward to putting it all out. So uh, thanks, everyone, for listening. That's my show this week. I know it's kind of a short one, but I hope you enjoyed it all the same. Hope everyone had a great week. Hope you have a great weekend, and I'll catch you all back here next week. Bye.